Hi and welcome to episode two of Let's Listen with Kieran Breen. My name's Andrew and I'm here with Kieran tonight. Hi Kieran, how are you today? I'm great, Andrew. Thank you. Before we get into tonight's episode with Dan Smith, we've had a great reaction to episode one, which was with Dean Munro, who very tragically lost his boy Monty after 10 weeks in intensive care. An excellent response uh, from Dean's very, very tragic story. Andrew, for example, Val, Val messaged and she said, I've just listened to the podcast with Dean, so emotive. What a brave man and good luck to him. James said, wow, I've just listened to the podcast. It hit really, really hard. Thank you for sharing that story. And for example, Brian said, wow, I'm nine minutes into the podcast and I'm bawling out crying. So we've clearly touched many, many people out there. So again, thanks to Dean for sharing his his very difficult story. Yeah, it was a it's an absolutely tragic story, but Dean's Dean's approach to how he's managed it and the way his outlook on life now really is phenomenal, isn't it? Um, and on today's show, we're talking to Dan Smith, and Dan comes across as the most positive man in the world ever, doesn't he? He does. I mean, Dan's story is very very interesting. You know, from from going to a man who was very very busy to somebody who was not so busy, who who clearly lost his purpose and then refound his purpose. With, with many strategies that he's going to share with us here tonight. And there's a bit of a surprise appearance for boxing fans on today's episode as well. There absolutely is. When I, when I listened back to it, I literally got goosebumps myself. So to any boxing fans out there, you're in for a big surprise. And before we get into the episode with Dan, Kieran, where are we with the book? Yeah, the book is good to go. And uh, it's now at the printing company and we're hosting a book launch in the Hill House Brasserie. It's an open invitation, so anyone in the local area, please feel free to drop in and say hi. And will they be able to get a signed copy of the book while they're there? Absolutely. So that's when the book's coming out, and this is Dan Smith. So Dan, tell me your big why. What brings you here today? It's a big question, you know? Um, I think things have changed a lot for me recently. Um, I think especially since moving to Dubai and my why a few years ago would have been a completely different why to what it is now. But I think I've become very um, focused, if you like, around my family. Um, Having become a full-time dad since moving from the UK to Dubai, I think things have just completely shifted for me. Um, And I think everything I do now is all revolving around, around, around the boys and kind of their future, if you like. So what my why perhaps would have been a few years ago and quite self-centered is now shifting onto I think everything I can do for my boys to kind of give them the future that I think they can do to then go on to inspire other people I think that's my why. Thank you Dan lovely put so so what do you want to talk about here today? I've I've got this big burning desire to um tell a story if you like a lot of things have happened to me over the last few years and it all revolves around mental health it's a big question at the moment. People getting burnt out, people suffering from a lot of anxiety, going through COVID, being isolated and lots of problems. And, you know, we've all experienced our own form of, I think, mental health. A few years ago, I ended up becoming a mental health ambassador running the London Marathon. It was a time where I was very, very burnt out at work. I ended up being diagnosed with Crohn's disease. So it was a point where it was so, um, I think, full on with stress. And it might be my own stress that was causing this as well. But Various things are kind of built up um, whilst I was at work. And it, the story goes deeper, but it got to a point where I was burnt out and sick and just needed a complete lifestyle change. Um, and that, that had to really 
um, start with me and my mental health and my physical health as well. So my lifestyle had to completely change. And it forced me on a new path to change jobs. I then went on to running to work and just finding that kind of physical exercise and way of venting my mental health. I think it just worked for me um, personally. And it was the start of a, of a new chapter for me. Um, and I found I was inspiring people. And I ended up running the London Marathon for a mental health charity. And it just gave me this, this drive. And um, it's, hard, it's hard to put into words, but it just felt like I was shifted on a complete new path to be able to help myself first and then be able to give back and help other people. And this spiraled then onto me moving to Dubai a few years ago, my wife and, and my two boys, leave, leaving a career behind me to focus on being a full-time dad and then just having the time probably for a good couple of years of just working on my mental health and things that had, you know, happened to me in the past, going back through, you know, certain traumas and just trying to working out things and um, just being able to manage anxiety, if you like, and just figure out that there's good and there's bad anxiety. And this, this is something I had to really figure out. Um, and this is a story that I wanted to come on and, and share with, you know, people today, things that I've learned myself how to deal with certain triggers and um, traumas I've experienced. I feel I can start giving back. What was the lowest point during this time for you? Um, I think I'd have to go back further than... When I was saying I was burnt out at work, I think this was triggered by a very low point. I, I experienced, a, a, I guess, a childhood that was, that was quite comfortable and I didn't really experience many things that were particularly going wrong in my life I think growing up so I had a happy family you know I had lots of grandparents around things were kind of very comfortable but I went through a stage of my adult life where all of a sudden my wife had a miscarriage and it, this was my first experience of, of a loss you know of a loss of life and I think this really really affected me in more, more ways than I realized as well and I think this was the start of um you know, some mental health issues that I, I suddenly had whilst being at work, being around this kind of pressured environment and having to deal with this, you know, grieving process that I hadn't really experienced before. And I found it really tough. And I think this was a, a kind of low point for me at work where things were tough. I didn't know how to deal with this situation. It wasn't very open for men to talk about these things, especially at work as well. And it led me to, um, you know, break down a few times being at work in this high pressured environment. So that was tough. And I think having then tried to get past this myself by being able to work harder and trying to impress people and, you know, get to a point in my career, I was, I was kind of trying to push through it. I think that then led to a point where I was feeling very burnt out at work. So, yeah, I think that that was the, the start of a really low point for me and something that I was then trying to come out of um, and just not fix myself. I guess that's the worst, worst way to put it, but just try to look at a way to you know, improve my lifestyle and then to be able to finally get to a point where I was, I was, in, you know, in good place. Thanks, Dan. And thanks so much for your honesty. Um, it's very much appreciated. I'm sure many men out there will be able to relate and, and empathize with this. Dan, you mentioned that you got burnt out. So the strategies that you put in place potentially were not successful for you. What was successful for you during this time? So I think the first thing that I decided was I was going to change my lifestyle completely. And it had to start with my job. I was traveling the country a lot. Um, I wasn't spending enough time with my family. And I was just finding myself very fatigued and low energy. I was kind of feeling very 
kind of hyper and energetic at work, but I'd come home and I'd be incredibly grumpy with my family. And I was, I was like two different people and it wasn't me. And I felt like I'd reached a good point in my career, but things had to change. And I, we, we had this kind of vision of moving to a different country and having a different kind of adventure, I guess, with the family. So the first thing I decided to do is instead of driving to work, because I was lucky to, to be with only a few miles away from where we are living, uh, where I was working, is to run to work. And then people would see me work and think, what, how are you doing this? How are you running to work? And they would then start, you know, bringing their bikes to work, cycling, and then I'd, you know, be inspiring other people. And then I realized that these small changes, these small habits that I was starting to put into place, it was the new me. It was just these very small habits, this, this routine and structure that I was putting into place. I found that this was, you know, starting to spiral into a new, a new kind of a lifestyle for me. And this, this was the start of it. I think having moved to Dubai and becoming a, a full-time dad, I, I carried on this and I thought, right, how can I keep these habits going? Um, so I'd write a list in the morning when I'd wake up in the morning and it'd be do the hoovering, take the dog out, feed the pets, whatever it would be. And it would just be ticking these little things off a list as I, as I went. And I was realizing that I was in control, um, first of all, you know, my, my, my day and my emotions and just being able to find that I was, um, I was making progress right at the start of the day. And it was just through these very small habits that I was kicking off. And it, it was just the start of, of everything for me, something so simple. Thank you, Dan. It's great to hear such a positive outcome there. But obviously a transformation took place where you said that you were coming home and, you know, maybe you were not such a nice person to be around. How was your relationships with your, with your family at this time? Yeah, it was tough. I just remember it being really tough. And um, I think I'm, I, put, I took most of my, my, um, my stress, if you like, that, that I had at work. Um, you know, it was with my wife to an extent. I'd come home and I, wouldn't, I wasn't very happy a lot of the time, but also my kids. So Freddie, my, my youngest, or my oldest, but he was only you know, a few years old at the time. I think he probably took the brunt of it because you know what kids are like. They drive you up the wall on the best of days. You know, you could be having the best day and the smallest things can just send you over the edge and you get angry and, you know, you get cross and, and it's, there's no need for it. You realise that you just need to take a breath and just, it's okay. And th this was something that I had to really think about, you know, within the transformation, like you said, being able to handle those emotions um, with stress and just take, you know, breathing techniques or just, putting yourself in their place and think like, you know, how are they feeling? And I think once you get to realize that, and then you have this voice in your head that you can just start to control and it takes a while, it takes time. But once you get into that place where you can suddenly control those emotions, oh, it's so powerful. Dan, you've spoken about your transformation. How did you know that you needed this to happen? The job that I had before, um, which led me to the burnout, it was a very interesting job. I used to fit out pubs, hotels, restaurants all across the UK. So it was often early starts and late finishes. And it, it, was, it was dealing with a lot of high pressured moments as well with, with very, very quick turnarounds of delivery. So you're, you often had only a few days to kind of, you know, refit a pub and, and get back in there to make it happen and, and deliver it. So very high pressured, quick turnaround, um, high volumes, lots of pressure at work in management and on the ground as well that we had to manage. So I think uh, the period of... Um, years of being in this kind of environment it was always like fight or flight you're almost on high alert all the time and that's how i felt and i think when i moved to dubai i suddenly become a full-time dad in solitude on my own it was a very very you know different experience for me to then from from being around so many people in this high pressure job to what do i do now i'm looking after the kids i'm dropping them off all my, my day is walking the dog and then picking kids up you know how can i fill my day what can i do 
Um, you know, I'm, I'm looking for applying for jobs, but I'm also my job now is to to look after the kids. So I, I found myself listening to podcasts as I walked the dog, and I would look into kind of you know finding my purpose, working on my trauma. And I think for me, listening to podcasts was life changing. It was the start of my transformation by figuring out. I was I'd make notes as so I was listening to podcasts in the morning, and I'd be okay, daily habits, I need to just tick things off as I go. Um, yeah, I need to work on myself here. I need to, I need to be able to keep giving back so I feel good, you know, and then I'm, I'm helping people as well. And this transformation probably lasted about a year. It was nonstop, but I learned so much. And I think going full circle now, two years later, having listened to podcasts for so long, I'm now at a point where I feel like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm coming onto a podcast to be able to give back and share my story. And this is, this is kind of that full story, I think, um, circle, sorry, that's uh, yeah, leading me on to, to where I am now. Dan, you mentioned podcasts as a resource that helped you or supported you with this transformation. What other things, what other resources did you use to, to support you during this time? So I did do a lot of reading, to be honest. Um, it was more um, podcasts that I, I started to listen to. And there was a guy called Jay Shetty that someone recommended to me. I think I found it on Instagram. And he had written a book called Think Like a Monk. And for me, this is very interesting because um, my dad was a very religious person. He was a Christian. He was going on lots of um, big missionaries, if you like, off to China, delivered Bibles. So I was brought up in a very Christian background. But, but Think Like a Monk was kind of different for me. And this was like, you know, Buddhism and a different kind of thing to look at. So straight away for me to, to be able to get hold of this book and read it, it was like, yeah, let's just give it a go. So I listened to his podcast and I found his interviews were incredible. And it covered so many topics of looking through how to deal with trauma, how to, you know, work on yourself and your personal development, um, family relationships. It covered such a broad topic of interesting topics that I needed at this time. And this, this kind of resource wasn't really, I think, not available um, to me when I was going through these hard times at work, but people just didn't talk about. Um, there was a kind of a stigma attached to any kind of personal development um, or, or self-help. You know, I couldn't just walk into um, a pub, for example, and say, you know, I'm having a really bad day today. Is anyone open for a chat? That didn't happen. Whereas these tools now with podcasts and things, it's so open and you're hearing it from celebrities and, you know, people of, you know, position. You just didn't realize these people deal with problems like this. But everyone deals with mental health. And I think once it's, you know, put onto this platform where you can listen to it and you can relate, you know, you're doing it now, Kieran. You're, we're having these talks where, you know, we're all relating to these conversations and then you can just take something from it and then you can inspire back by, you know, how you dealt with these problems. Also, a lot of other people like Jim Rowan as well, personal development, I'd be listening to him hours and hours and hours through the day of just walking the dog and just picking up and writing down, you know, self-disciplines and routines and things. And I just found it so helpful. So there's a, there's a couple of things there that, um, yeah, little tips for what I listen to, I think. Thank you, Dan. Uh, it's just great to hear you and, and uh, you know, to encourage many men out there just to get it out there. And, and your example of the pub, you know, as funny as it was, you know, that's where we want to go. You know, we want to encourage men and that's why we're doing this podcast to just encourage people to talk and to listen as simple as that. It's true. And it, it almost feels like this is that as well. You know, this conversation we're having now, um, this is being amplified and this is going to go out to, to the public as well. People are going to relate to these things. But 
this feels like we're just having a chat now and I'm talking about my problems. You're listening. And listening is such a powerful thing that I've learned as well recently where we're just having a conversation. You're listening and I feel better instantly just by talking about things and things that I probably wouldn't have brought up as well. And I think about and I think, I wonder if I'm ever going to talk about these things. But until we sat, you know, face to face in front of each other, having these conversations, you're listening, I'm offloading, someone else relates, they then can inspire themselves by talking to someone else. And I think these conversations are so important. Yeah, look, listening is a skill. It's not easy. And, and so often we want to talk to people. And so often we're stopped. We're stopped because we're interrupted, we're judged, you know, or the person we're speaking to, maybe, maybe, maybe they've got a better story than us. And, you know, that's not helping us. We simply need people to be present. And the whole idea here is, is to, for us all to listen to you, to listen to your story, to provide you with that platform where you can express yourself as you beautifully have done. So thank you for doing that tonight. So, so what's the end goal here, Dan? What, um, what, you know, when you look into the future, What's the plan? A very good question. And it's something I've been spending a lot of time on. At the moment, I'm in a very, very good place, I think, with having recently finished a big project, Expo 2020 in Dubai. So having been on my own, working on various projects myself, to then be part of a tribe has been one of the greatest experiences I've ever had. I've got to share some moments with Anthony Joshua, for example. A bit, of a, a bit of an icon and a bit of a role model for me that come to Expo and he was doing a question and answer speech and I heard he was coming and I, and I actually, you know, this is following up from, you know, why I'm here today to talk about mental health as well. I, I lost a, a, a very good friend of mine um, back in December, just before Christmas due to mental health. Yeah, it was just a tragic, tragic thing that happened. I felt this calling on the day that Anthony Joshua was there. Um, it was actually the day of his funeral as well. So AJ turned up. Um, his name was Jamie. And I just felt this burning desire to ask a question to Anthony Joshua. Um, and it's not something I would have ever had the confidence to do before. But I think being in a positive place and knowing that I can make a difference and, you know, there's always something you can do. I managed to speak to a producer that day and put a question across. And um, he walked past me. I was, I was looking after security. He was walking to the interview later on in the day. And I had a piece of paper in my hand. And it was the question in my hand that I wanted to ask. I wanted him to ask. Um, and it was a simple question like, I recently lost, you know, a, a, a tragically lost a, a good friend. His name was Jamie Penluna to mental health. What would you say to anyone out there that's struggling with mental health at the moment? It's a simple question. And I had it in my hand. I didn't give it to him. But instead, I kind of looked him in the eye. We had a fist bump. We had this moment. And it was, it was incredible to be able to meet him and just see in his eyes. You just see that he's just so grounded. And he had this time for you. He just made this eye contact back. And we, we did a fist bump. And it was just, it was just a, a couple of seconds, a moment I'll never, ever forget. And that my hand went back in my pocket with this note and thought, you know what? It's not meant to be. And a few weeks later, um, a friend of mine said to me, he said, so did you, did you get that message to, um, to Joshua? And I said, no, I, did, I didn't in the end. Um, but I said, thanks for trying, because I know you were going to get the question asked. And um, he said, no, we asked, we asked the question. I've got it on tape. What would your message be to anyone watching this, quietly battling humans inside themselves? What's yeah. The so, uh, as I said, now the world's connected in a great way. Um, ask... Ask for help, ask for help, ask for help. So I said, do two things, use the internet, 
to figure out, like you can type it in, just punch in dealing with mental health and there's so many pages that can give experiences and how someone overcame the mental health issue. So what I mean by that is you're not, you're not in it alone. You don't have to feel like you're struggling alone in this matter. There's places where you can connect with people and it's all at the click of a button on the internet. So I believe if it's something that you can't talk about your partner with or your family with, there's people out there sometimes that you don't know that can probably you can form a relationship and a bond with. So the internet can connect you to people all around the world. So before anything, and you can't if you can't speak to people that are close to you, jump on the internet. And and I believe I truly believe in asking for help. If you were just to put, I'm really struggling with my mental health at the minute. I'm looking for help before it's too late. I guarantee you people will come running to their aid. So if it's if you need someone to talk to, I just believe the internet is, that's what I say, it's not all negative, the internet. You can use it as a place of positive, as a positive force. It's just how you use it. And uh, that's what I'll say to someone is reach out. And I think on the internet, so many people will come to your aid. But then, how do you use that? It's up to, I, I have it as well. I'm sure I've suffered with mental issues as well and I've had to overcome certain things and I've had to use the information. If I didn't use the information, I may have still been in that situation where I've dealt with so much mental pressure and stress. It may have affected me, but I've had to use the information to pull myself out of that bad place. So people do want to help, but it's also me. I've got to help myself now as well. And I just couldn't believe it. I, I made that happen. And I couldn't believe that I, I kind of had the strength to get that question across. And I sent this clip to Jamie's brother, Jason. It was just so moving for him. And it was such an impact for him to receive this message from Anthony Joshua, because he was a big fan as well, that there's something I can do to help people. And I think the space that I'm in now, having come away from expert, realized that I've, I've started a running club. Um, you know, it helped me when I was struggling with mental health i started a running club in dubai and i started to enter some of these events at expo i was inspiring people i was featured in a magazine twice to to run in the expo runs my colleagues were starting to run they were then coming out of themselves saying i didn't know i could run but you helped me run and the energy that was spreading across you know my workforce and the team you know people recognize me oh you're the runner and oh man i've started running as well can i have a training plan because i really want to do this and I think through my running club, I started to meet people that were having problems with their mental health. They were coming out of illness like I did. They were struggling, you know, with being, um, you know, confined at home through COVID. And they, they were mums and they, they didn't want to come out and socialize until this running club started. They then started to come out and we were having these conversations. And I just started to realize that you can make an impact just, just by giving, just by giving your time. And, um, yeah, so for me, I think going back to the question um, asked so long ago now was, you know, what's next? I think overall, just being able to give back to people. And it's not about being happy. Big questions today is, um, you know, what makes you happy? I think it's the wrong question even, is, is what makes you happy is what excites you? You look at the opposite of excitement is boredom. What do you want to do? You know, if you're going through this hard time and you're struggling, you know, with your mental health or things aren't going the right way for you, what excites you? And I think I found that not purpose, because I think that's that's a bit, you know, perhaps more, you know, too forward, but 
or maybe it is, maybe it is my purpose, but I enjoy running and I find that excites me and being able to help people with their mental health or just being able to get people on the right track or just get motivated or whatever it might be. I think that excites me and I think that's what I want to then spread to other people just to find that energy and just start something, whatever excites them. And I think that's, that's, that's kind of my calling now is, um, I just want to be able to help people either through running or through um, just finding what excites them. Wow, Dan, that was, uh, that was beautifully put. And I'm sure Jamie is very proud to have you as a friend. And, um, and clearly you're inspiring many people and having a really positive impact on many people around you. So thank you so much for that. Dan, we're going to wrap things up very quickly. You know, I want you just to, to reflect back to maybe your younger self, if you could tell me a couple of things that pieces of advice maybe that you'd give to your younger self? I had this conversation at work a few weeks ago with, with this, I say this young guy. He was probably in his mid-twenties. I think he asked me that question and I thought it was brilliant. And I thought, I wish I knew that question when I was his age because you should be looking at your future self. I should be now thinking in 10 years time, what, where do I see myself and what should I be asking You know, my future self? And I think if I was to look back is there's so many things that we we worry about and we we stress about um work was one of them for me and why are we stressing at work it's because we want to afford the house we want to afford the nice things to keep up with everyone we want to be able to impress people and i think it's just looking at life the completely wrong way and um i think been in that situation to now becoming a full-time dad where i had very little income but I found things that excited me and I found things that I enjoyed doing and it was spending time with my children and it was just playing in the park. You know, I had friends that were earning money, they were playing golf and they were doing things that they enjoyed doing, but I was just spending time with the kids and I was doing things that I, you know, I was having fun. I was looking through the eyes of a two-year-old, for example, and I was just being in that moment where I think just have fun is what I'd say to myself. Don't put too much pressure on yourself. It's a long journey, you know, through life. We all go through these different experiences and things. But if you can just simplify things and have fun, I think that's the start of it. Thank you, Dan. So that's have fun, simplify things, and don't put too much pressure on yourself. Yeah. Well, look at Dan, you know, it's been great to hear all the positive things you're doing for, for people and the running club sounds so excited. In fact, I'm going to get my runners tomorrow and get going. You know, I'm going to join you. Dan, for the listeners out there, how can they get in touch? How can they join this running club? I think the best way to, um, to, to, to kind of follow me, if you can, on Instagram, I have called myself the Dubai Running Dad because that's what I've been. That's what I am. I like to run and I've been a full-time dad and that, that's kind of who I am. So you can follow me on Instagram. It's Dubai underscore running underscore dad. There'll be a picture of me and my running t-shirt and the club that we've started, I say we, cause we as a community have started it is the D2 Damak Hills two, um, right out in the middle of the desert. That's where we live. That's where we started this, this movement, but it's called the D2 runners club. And again, you can find us on Instagram as well. And this is, been a small community of people started in the middle of the desert people of all backgrounds walkers businessmen that have met together old friends airline crew we've had a 15 year old that's run his first 10k we've had another guy in hospitality that's now running ultra marathons after six months of joining us it's incredible and i think it's doing so much for so many people we socialize so this isn't a performance-based running club this is a social everyone's invited 
all inclusive, totally free. We meet on Mondays and Wednesdays. And I'm not expecting everyone to come all the way up to Damak Hills too, to the desert, to be able to run around twice a week. But like you say, if it can just inspire someone online, you know, through Facebook, just to be able to buy a pair of running shoes or just wear a pair of shoes and just get out and move, go for a run, listen to a podcast, listen to Kieran McBreen's podcast, it will help you. Just listen and then you'll inspire other people. And that's what I want. Super stuff, Dan. Dan, it was an absolute pleasure to have you on today. Um, you know, I'm, I've got no doubt that your story will inspire many. Um, many lads out there will be able to relate to your story. And, um, and thank you for sharing and thank you for being so open. So, Dan, we really appreciate it. Thank you, Kieran. I appreciate you. And uh, all the best as well. And good luck with the book launch when that comes out. All the best. Thank you very much.